Alrighty, uh, welcome to This Week in Digital Marketing. My name is Jackie Chow. We have a special guest on today. Her name's uh, Gordana and she's from Workello. Uh, Gordana, why don't you give the audience a quick intro and we can go from there. Yeah, of course. Hi, everyone. And uh, thank you, Jackie, so much for having me here. Uh, so I am actually one of the three co-founders of Workello, uh, along with Nick Jordan and Boyan Maric. And uh, Workello is a pre-hire assessment platform that we initially created for hiring writers because that's what uh, we were doing at the time and we were struggling a lot with it. Uh, but now we've expanded to other roles and uh, basically, you know, uh, like a typical ATS with... Uh, just some other functionalities such as you know pre-hire testing and things like that um so i'm actually running cs and a little bit of operations on the workello side and uh, of course developing a product so uh very nice. excited to talk about everything nice nice um how's uh cs in the SaaS space because i know uh client side you you you, you still do client work correct or no uh, I don't do client work anymore, but okay. uh, my co-founders are working with uh, clients on the agency side. And CS is <laughs> fun, actually, uh, especially in this space. Yeah, yeah, it's actually very exciting. Uh, I know it doesn't sound like it, but it is. Uh, in this space, in HR and hiring, there's a lot of, I guess, education that has to happen first because people are not used to, uh, you know, content agencies and smaller SaaS companies are not very used to having a very streamlined uh, hiring process, especially for content teams. And they just kind of go on Upwork and hire anyone. So part of my job as a CS person is not just to answer, you know, questions and things like that, but also to educate our customers on, you know, where they can post their jobs, how to actually evaluate the tests and um, the entire part of the process. So it is quite fun. It's not your typical uh, CS role, I'd say, but hopefully, you know, next year I'll get some people on my team and they can do the easier parts. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I absolutely hated doing CS cause, uh, we, we have like a D to C brand as well. And I don't mm -hmm. know about you, your, your, um, profile of clients, but my profile of clients are like, it's like dinnerware. So it's like, it's like right in the smack mm -hmm. dab of people who get really pissed off over nothing. So it's like the worst experience yeah. ever. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I, I guess you get a more, you know, if it's B2B SaaS sort of, it's, it should be a lot better. It should be a lot better. Yeah. Um, but yeah, let's, uh, let's just jump, jump right into it. Um, the today Workello is the sponsor. So I thought what better than to bring on a co-founder of work hello on yeah uh, why don't you give the audience like i mean you already talked about it it was like a hiring tool um i personally use it to you know i, I used it to hire my two video editors it was great um i had yeah. a couple questions that you know i had to uh, uh get answered because it wasn't very like intuitive to me but then i think you guys just like completely overhauled it so i don't even have an issue anymore yeah um, but yeah why don't, why don't you give yeah. the audience who you know mostly SEOs and like, how can they use their tool to streamline their process? Yeah, so uh, that's actually a great question. And uh, very interesting that you mentioned SEOs because a large portion of our customers are actually agencies, SEO and content agencies that mm. heard about us because we focused on hiring writers first. So uh, we have this you know big content agency called Content Distribution. And we basically, when I say we, I mean, 
me and my two co-founders, uh, we started building our brands on LinkedIn a couple of years ago and just talked a lot about uh, the quality content that people need to publish in order to get really good SEO results. And what comes along with quality content? Well, high quality writers. So uh, we kind of started sharing a lot more about that. And uh, basically after Workello was born, <laughs> uh, yeah, we just continued like that. So my best advice for any SEO or content agency is to stop like being delusional and think that you can publish everything by yourself and that you can write, uh, I don't know, 20 articles a month and run your business and meet with the clients and edit everything and make it all perfect because you just cannot, uh, you need a team, even with AI, like we all know that the quality of AI content is not there yet. Um, there are some exceptions, but most of it is, you know, it needs a lot of work. So, uh, whether you're using AI or, not, AI or not, you really, really need a good writer and a good editor on your team. And that's kind of where we come in uh, because we've, as I said, originally designed this whole process to hire content teams. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, you know what it's like, I, I don't know, you've hired writers before, probably it's the mm -hmm. same with video editors. I know now because I just hired a video editor as well. Uh, you know, 95% of the candidates are completely unqualified. They have no idea what a portfolio is. Uh, and it's because they're, you know, not really writers, not really editors, not really marketers. They're just random people that apply for jobs. Uh, and you really need a way to just automate the process of evaluating everyone and testing everyone uh, and ultimately, you know, hiring the top 1%, which uh, if you do it manually, it's uh, not that fun, <laughs> honestly, and your inbox is going to be yeah. super flooded. Um, so yeah, we yeah. just kind of solve all of those issues. Amazing. Um, but before we end this plug, I, I do want to say um, when you post like a job listing on, you know, those, those job platforms, you end up getting your inbox completely flooded. And in the beginning, I, it feels like I want to just kind of just give up and just hire whoever who, you know, like I'll go through maybe yeah. 10, uh, job, uh, what is it? Uh, job applications and then just hire whichever the best is of the 10, but with like your tool, you're able to filter through like hundreds. That's, I think that's the main uh, value add, uh, that I, I personally saw because going through their clunky, you know, uh, my example would be onlinejobs.ph going through like their super clunky, uh, platform. It was like just yeah. impossible. So yeah. Yeah. Um, it's not fun. Yeah. yeah I, uh, actually, I just, <laughs> I'm just kind of wrapping up the, another hiring process. I'm hiring writers right now. I had 910 candidates, so it would be absolutely Whoa. impossible to just go through that manually. Yeah. <laughs> so you're absolutely right. Yeah. You, you mentioned, uh, you hired some video editors. What, what is it for? Is it for Workello? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, you know, I like to think that I have a lot of talents, but turns out I don't, I tried being a video editor for our YouTube channel, but it's just not working. Yo, I tried uh, that too. You know, it's just, so yeah, hard. it's just such it's a so process. Hard. Oh my God. Yeah. Uh, and like the end result is not even that great. So yeah. I was like, yes. okay, let's just hire someone. Uh, to do it for us. And we actually found a fantastic guy. I'm so happy. I'm actually going to send him uh, an offer tomorrow. <laughs> so oh, perfect. I hope he doesn't uh, see this before tomorrow. Yeah. Why, why don't we uh, dive into this? Uh, how did you, which, uh, where did you find him? Um, how many candidates did you screen? Uh, I guess you mm -hmm. used Workello as well. Um, but yeah, what was yeah. the process like? 
And uh, and if you don't uh, mind asking, yeah. like, what what is the offer going to be like in range, like dollar range per month, if you don't mind? What's good, everyone? It's Jackie Chow. And this is James DeLacy. And you're listening to This Week in Digital Marketing. Yeah, I absolutely don't mind. So we, I'll start with the kind of the beginning of the process. So we posted on several job boards. Uh, one of them is this really large job board in Serbia. It's my favorite one. I'm actually from Serbia. So I started, when I started hiring, uh, I immediately started posting there. Uh, it's uh, so good. So if anyone's looking for literally anyone, it's infostud.com. Uh, it's really great. Not sponsored, unfortunately, but they should sponsor me. <laughs> yeah. uh, we posted there and then I think about 20 to 30 Facebook groups. So my VA, uh, I found a lot of Facebook groups for, you know, video editors and just generally video people. And my VA just went and posted in all of them. And we got, I think, 570 candidates, something crazy like that. It was, uh, it was actually insane. Yeah, <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. I thought it was going to be 100 at most, but I guess people were interested. Uh, we tested a bunch of them. So for this hiring cycle, we had two uh, assessments uh, instead of one. So the first one was super short. Uh, just picked a 37-second clip from a podcast that my other co-founder was on. And we're like, edit this, make it look nice, and add some captions and make it interesting. Mm. Uh, and if they passed that, we added a second test, which was a paid test. Uh, the first one was unpaid because you can't pay <laughs> 300 people, you would go broke in two seconds, yeah, basically. Uh, so the second one, we basically invited the people who did a really good job at the first one, and they were to edit three podcast clips this time uh, to make them kind of TikTok, I guess, YouTube short style, mm -hmm. something similar to that. Um, and yeah, it was actually pretty quick. It only took a couple weeks, and uh, I, I found my guy. He's, yeah, yeah. Uh, seems yeah, long to me, actually. It, it was, uh, well, maybe, yeah. Uh, but it was my first time hiring a video editor. So I wanted to be like super, super meticulous and look at every single piece of everyone's portfolio because I don't know what I'm looking for. It was kind of new for me. Uh, so yeah, I had a bunch of interviews and found my guy. And uh, the range is about around 2,500 a month. Uh, he's based in Croatia, so he's going to be joining us full-time um, as well and helping us set up our systems and everything because this is, again, a completely new thing for us. So, um, yeah, I'm very happy, and I actually can't wait to start producing some videos. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, yeah, I, I personally just hired two editors, as I mentioned earlier, and they have been like a game-changer. I don't know if what you guys have planned in the pipeline for video content but case studies are like popping well in my opinion it's popping so like uh i don't know which channel you post on but i only saw nick's channel i believe uh, i saw like i think it was a podcast between you two or was it in, i don't know how, how it works on like his content distribution uh channel but um yeah. anyways what i was saying is like there's like a certain style of videos that work really well on youtube and for example, if our podcasts typically are between 600, 700 to a thousand views per episode, we're able to get like five, six, seven K, um, YouTube video, like case study video content. So if you're not on that or you don't have that planned, you got to get on that, like ASAP. It's going to hey, go crazy. Yeah, I should do that. We do have case study content, but it's unlisted for us because I don't know, I guess we, 
you know, we don't want to put people on the spot if they're a little bit uncomfortable. People give us testimonials for Workello and we just unlist mm -hmm. them just in case, you know. But yeah, yeah, that's yeah. interesting. I have to check that out. So I actually should do something like that. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a no-brainer, I think. Yeah, I think I think especially with like some nice editing, like those like yeah. uh, funny types of editing, they do really well on YouTube. Um, but yeah. yeah, that should be exciting. Have you um since you guys started off Work Hello as like uh helping people process like you know uh, vet and find writers, well not so much find but uh, vet. Um, have you seen like a downtick in people you know posting job descriptions because I personally have found pricing for content has actually started going down because of AI. So people are more like AI enabled writers. So they do like a one through with AI and then they go through and manually fix up. Um, do you guys do that in-house? Uh, have you seen any impacts of AI in your per like any of your businesses? Are you seeing anything or just not, not much at all? Actually, yeah. Uh, it's not as dramatic as people may think it would be. Um, I think initially when this whole chat GPT thing started, everyone was like, oh my God, we're all gonna lose jobs. You know, writers are done. You don't need writers anymore. It's not true, uh, but we are seeing some movements like people are like, oh, actually, I don't think I'm gonna hire writers. I'm just gonna use AI. And then I say, okay, but who's gonna edit that? <laughs> like, mm. you, you just can't do it yourself. And they usually end up changing their mind. Um, I have seen some weird job ads around because obviously I'm on job boards a lot, just exploring mm -hmm. if they work for different roles or not. And I'm seeing a lot of what you just said, you know, chat GPT writer or AI writer or something like that. And I don't know, they're always kind of weird to me because you expect someone to be an expert in something that's very, very new uh, and pay them less than what you would pay a typical writer. Just, I don't know. It just, does not make sense to me, uh, but things are not as dire as, you know, LinkedIn says, <laughs> mm -hmm. it's not the end of the world. People still need writers. And, you know, especially with AI now, everyone's kind of afraid that, you know, what if Google punishes me if I publish only AI content, I have to, you know, do something about it. I have to edit that. So um, I don't think writers are going anywhere. I don't think editors are going anywhere. Um, maybe, you know, the jobs will definitely change, but um, yeah, things are still going as normal, I would say. In our agency, for example, we don't allow any type of AI just because I mm. want to control everything that I publish. Um, well, my agency <laughs> wants to control everything that they publish. Uh, so we actually don't allow it because it just changes your process so much. You have to involve next level fact checking that's Mm -hmm. is very much different than fact-checking normal content, I guess, non-AI-generated. So yes and no, things are changing, but also not as badly as some people say that uh, things are. Yeah, I, I, I do agree. Um, but I think the impact, personally, this is my opinion. Uh, I don't see anything about this. I, I personally think it's it will be bad in the future for bad writers. Like you know, yes. subpar writers, like 100%. they're completely screwed in my opinion. Um, and I think good writers with like yeah. their own tone of voice and like their own, you know, style of writing or their own, you know, personality in their writing that that is 100% not going anywhere. But 
yeah you yeah yeah that's 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 just how i feel um but yeah i think uh the non-native or not like bad writers are completely getting destroyed right now because there there's some agencies with like yeah. just like they, they're just pumping out content you know what i mean uh mostly in the yeah space. yeah you are 100 percent right and i would say that that is actually fair because <laughs> You know, the one of the reasons why people don't respect the writing profession is because anyone thinks that they can be a writer. Uh, you know, I personally know so many people who barely speak English and they're like, oh, I can make, you know, $1,500 a month if I just write a couple pieces of content uh, each month. Mm -hmm. No, you can't. You know, what you're putting out is so bad. Uh, I get, you know, as part of my kind of CS uh, thing, I have this chatbot on our website and people can ask us questions. I get so many questions from candidates asking me what is a portfolio. Like, if you don't know what that is, I don't know how you expect to get a job as a writer. So 100% on the spot, bad writers are definitely going to go away. And I actually think that's a good thing because, you know, we don't need any more mediocre content. I think there's enough everywhere on the internet. Uh, yeah. It's time to move away from that. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, sad. It, it's like a bittersweet thing because a lot of people will be out of jobs. I think it's a majority of people are bad writers, right? That's just how the world is. Like majority of people are like in the bottom uh, percentile and uh, the good writers are there. You know, I mean, you can just see it in your applications, right? If you're hiring for one writer, yeah, yeah. if you get 500 applications, maybe 100 are half decent, right? And the other 400, yeah, you're like, yeah. what the heck is this? <laughs> Yeah, but I think, uh, you know, half decent or even decent writers, they can learn, you know, they can expand their knowledge and they can adapt. Uh, but mm -hmm. someone who's just saying, oh, I'm going to be a writer today because it's easy. I mean, it's like not fair to the other people who are actually good at what they do. And like you said, you know, when you were hiring on online jobs, which I love, by the way, but, you know, again, you can only review 10 or 20 uh, applications and the majority are really, really bad, you may miss out on someone who's actually really, really amazing. And they work on their craft all the time and they are educated and they learn continuously. Uh, so, I mean, it's kind of cruel to say, but if you're not constantly learning and evolving and trying to be better, um, you know, it's not fair to take up space for someone who actually is really, really good, but they maybe can't stand out just because of the sheer volume of everyone else. Um, so, yeah. 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 Changing directions real quick. Um, do, do you personally have any like content sites that you're building right now? Or are you all in work? Hello, you have like no other time after you're off work, you're like exhausted. I don't have any time brain space to think about anything else. Yeah, uh, kind of a little bit of both. I actually am starting a personal project. I always wanted to do that, never had time. Of, I didn't publish anything. It's not even live yet, but hopefully pretty soon. Uh, and then uh, my two co-founders and I, we just kind of want to play around with some websites just to do something internally, just to test a lot of the things that we are kind of exploring right now. So we are going to start a couple more, um, again, more on the test side and then see if anything comes out of it. Uh, but I'm 99% of the time on work yellow and just, you know, after like 10 or 12 hours of work, I'm just like, I can't work on the website. 
too tired and just go straight to bed. Uh, but yeah, maybe, bet. you know, soon I'll go on a little vacation and maybe I'll, I'll get cracking on hmm. that uh, new website. Yeah. Yeah. You're, um, are you a writer by like education? What, what is your background? Yeah. What, when you like go way back, like how did you start off in the industry and how'd you get into working with yeah. your two co-founders, uh, Nick and Boyan? How do you pronounce his name? Yeah. Boyan. Uh, it's oh, yeah. Boyan. Yeah. You actually did it perfectly. Uh, yeah, I actually used to be a writer. I was a writer for about six or seven years. Uh, and got started completely randomly. I was still in university. I studied English literature. So, you know, I was uh -huh. like, oh, I like to read. I like to write. It was completely random, just like the people that I'm talking about. Like, oh, I want to be a writer. Uh, so I did a lot of <laughs> very low-paying writing gigs for a very long time. Um, and, you know, then started kind of leveling up a little bit. And, yeah, Nick and I, uh, Nick actually found me on Upwork. It was completely random. I was just another writer, freelancer. Um, and then he asked me to be his editor. And if I have any experience running a team, I said yes, even though I had zero experience running a team and I was never I an the editor same thing. before that. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> I respect the hustle. I mean, you know, yeah, you just Google later how to do it. And yeah. Uh, so that's kind of how it started. And then Nick and I actually uh, were roommates for a little while. He moved to Serbia. So we were working together. What? Yeah. Yeah, so Nick, Nick's uh, American, is, right? Yeah, he's from Seattle. Yeah. Uh, so when we started working together, he was like, I want to be European. Where should I come? I'm like, come to Belgrade. You know, I live here. We can hang out. You don't need a visa. Uh, you can stay for as long as you want. And uh, he actually did come to Belgrade. Wasn't expecting that. And he had this horrible hmm. little Airbnb with no windows. And I felt super bad. And I had an extra room. So I was like, okay, let's just be roommates. Let's live together. So uh, we did that for about eight months while we were building content distribution and we actually got it off the ground. Um, it was like a huge sleepover, basically just working on that 24 seven. And we hired oh. our first few writers and promoted some of them to editors and wrote Wait, what's so a many content SOPs, distribution like... for the, uh, for the audience. What's con content distribution oh, yeah. again? Uh, yeah, sorry. Content distribution is our content marketing agency. We started out uh, with, you know, just two people and uh, one client. And we slowly but surely uh, did some actually pretty amazing things. We brought four projects from zero to 100K uh, organics a month. And one of our largest projects at the time was doing 1.5 million organics a month, uh, Crazy. That was absolutely huge. And uh, it was, yeah, it was crazy. Uh, so we basically work on content. We produce high quality content and we believe in something called content velocity, which is basically just publish more pages <laughs> and make them mm -hmm. really good. Uh, and yeah, things are going really great. Um, I think I'm not on the agency side anymore, so I'm not sure about the numbers, but I think we got three more projects to 100K since um, I left to do Workello. So yeah, um, it's a huge operation and, um, it's actually one of the reasons why we, uh, yeah, please. No, no, I, that's um, one of the reasons you started work hello, right? I believe you were yeah, going to say, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, that's exactly what I wanted to say. So sorry about that. Um, anyways, uh, what I wanted to ask was, um, so sorry for uh, interrupting, but, um, what I wanted to ask no was. Problem. What was, what's like the business model? Is it like agency retainer business model? 
is it per article uh like how yeah. how, how does so, it work and also like final question half. is why did you why did you like stop that good question uh so yeah. uh to answer your first one, it's kind of half and half. So uh, there is a retainer for project management, SEO, all the other stuff that has to be done that's non-content related. So there is a part of that as uh, you know, part of our contract with any customer or client that we have. And then there is a per article uh, payment. And of course, I mean, you know, I recommend always doing more, but not everyone is ready to start publishing 30 or 50 pages a month. So some clients start with, you know, 10 or 12, some are already on 50. So it really does depend on, you know, the type of client that we have and the type of content that we are producing. But uh, right now we are working on kind of both models. And the reason why I left that, um, I mean, I'm kind of there, you know, all the time. So I left on paper, uh, but you know, I, I meddle in their business a lot uh, just because, you know, I miss the agency and I miss the team a lot. But the reason why is because uh, we really needed to focus on work yellow and I was kind of best positioned to do that because I wasn't really, uh, you know, doing much SEO at the agency and, you know, the content side of everything was good because we wrote all the SOPs, we set up the systems, things were really, really stable. And, uh, you know, my presence wasn't necessary every single day to kind of put out fires because they were just putting themselves out. So um, yeah, I moved uh, full-time to work yellow. And uh, I think the final reason is because uh, I don't get bored of talking <laughs> to people. <laughs> uh, not that Nick and Buen do, but I don't know. I just love it. I, I, I don't know. I love meeting with customers. I love talking about, you know, content and hiring and just um, mm -hmm. educating, I guess. Uh, so that's the the main reason why. Gotcha. And uh, yeah. <clears throat> gotcha. And um, I mean, if you like talking to people, you could have been like a account manager or something like that, right? You could have just been like customer facing yeah. the whole time. But I mean, it's it's fine. Uh, Workella is probably a way bigger. You know, it's like a moonshot idea. Agencies are. Agencies are agencies, you know, at the end of the day, I think we're yeah. is like a moonshot idea. Um, how did you guys get that off the ground? So you, you, you started off in con content dis distribution, the agency, you saw a need for work. You guys built it out in house, I believe. Is that correct? Yeah. Uh, did well, you have any we, funding? how did that work? Like, cause it's expensive. No, no funding. It is. Yeah. <laughs> no funding at all. Everything is bootstrapped by the, actually by the agency. Uh, we, uh, we don't have an in-house developer. We work with a contractor and, you know, mm -hmm. they kind of built out the MVP that now when I look back, I'm like, why did we even build that? It's so ugly. I'm like, it doesn't do anything. Uh, but yeah, it was a super, super slow process, honestly, in the beginning, because you just kind of have to figure out so many things at the same time and make sure the product is not buggy. Uh, but also sell it to customers, which I'm not very good at. So I don't really do that a lot. That's kind of next job. Uh, but then also, you know, convince people that they need to use something like this because doing it the other way around is super annoying and, uh, you know, time consuming. Um, so yeah, it was super slow in the beginning, but uh, at some point things just, I guess, fell into place and uh, we started developing the product a lot uh more and uh i guess quicker so like you said 
we overhauled the whole thing. <laughs> I don't know if you saw the new one, but it's completely mm-hmm. different. Yeah, it looks uh, so yeah, like things are changing constantly. Uh, but yeah, no funding. Uh, we are purely bootstrapped, and um, I kind of like that. Honestly, I know things would probably be easier if we had some kind of funding, but then you know you invite a lot of other people into that equation, and I'm not sure that. I personally am ready for that, but we'll see. We'll see how things go. Yeah, I don't think you guys would need this. Um, like introducing investors is so it gets gets pretty intense. I would say. Um, I think this is like the perfect <clears throat> software business to not like to bootstrap. Um, but speaking of which, I think you know what you should do if if you're a writer, Cordana. Like, why don't why I know you're on LinkedIn and you've like started build, build, I, I know you have like quite a bit of followers there, but why don't are you on Twitter? I don't think I saw you like I don't think I see you tweet that much, right? I don't tweet at all. I don't know why I never got into Twitter. I have to get like I have to do something about that. I told myself I would do it this year, but I just never reach for it. I guess I don't know. I never used it before. So but yeah, you're right. I have to get on Twitter. Oh my goodness. You must. <laughs> it's it's like a... Yeah. It, number one, it helped my writing personally. So like my writing went before I started tweeting was so bad. It's still bad, but it's at least like funny bad now, you know? Uh, so <laughs> it, it, like, at least I can convey like some sort of personality or like make my stupid dad jokes, even though I'm not a dad yet. Uh, but it's, I love that. Joke. <laughs> it's, 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 it's great for getting like building a personal brand is also great for work. as well. You know, you can start pushing people. Maybe you could, I don't you have like two other co-founders but this seems like one of the perfect brands to like build in public you know and like talk about yeah. like you know the stresses of your everyday life how terrible clients are uh what like <laughs> hiccups you see on the way i mean I, I totally see it i'm like hyped for you guys you, you should check it out because it's perfect for writers I should, twitter is yeah. perfect for writers it's all, all only for them right because it's it's like yeah yeah no, you're 100% right. I really should do. Okay, I'm going to do it now. Like, there's no excuse anymore. I have to. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I made like a first. Twitter account in, in like 2009 or something uh, just to complain about my internet provider. That's like the only tweet I made. Uh, mm. I think. I don't think I made any other. So, okay, I will do that. Thank you so much. Yeah, no, I mean, <laughs> like it's, you're, it's, you're 100% it's, right. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've, I've like, try to hype like my personal friends at, uh, up and they came on Twitter. They, they post like a couple of tweets, you know, they're not popping off, but then they post this like mm-hmm. one tweet and it gets like hundreds of K of like uh, impressions. And then they just hit two, three, four K followers overnight. And then like their business has changed forever. You know what I mean? Um, oh yeah. I didn't know. I, it was I think that that's easy to... totally possible for you, especially, um, yeah, I think I think it's a bit of a boys club in the SEO space and uh we need <laughs> yeah, it <is. laughs> yeah, it's uh I think we need to change that. I, I'm not a huge fan of that, yeah. you know. Got to get a bit more I diversity totally in there. I totally agree. It is a little bit of a boys club, but uh I don't know. It's getting better, I think. I think it was yeah, it way is. more it toxic a few years ago. Now everyone's kind of nice, I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Thank you. I guess maybe I'll, I'll like after this, I'm going to tweet that I talked to you. <laughs> yeah, please do. Um, I mean, well, I'm sure we'll, if you guys are listening to the audience, uh, go f- follow her. I'll 
add her yeah. uh, link in the description. So uh, give her a follow. Awesome. Um, and hopefully we convince her to tweet a bit more about building a, <laughs> you know, a, a, a B2B SaaS brand. Yay. Awesome. All right. Well, now I'm pumped. I can't wait. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's like, uh, it's like, I think it's a, it's a no brainer. Um, Nick, Nick's, Nick's got a bit of a personal brand. No, he, he, he like focuses yeah, on yeah. that. Is he, where, cause I see him on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Like where does he spend all his time? Do you know? Um, um, mostly Facebook nowadays. We have this, uh, group that we Facebook created group, right? called Fat Graph Content Ops. It's funny name. Uh, so most of the time I think he spends there. He's also on LinkedIn, but he needs to work on his engagement there. He's like really not engaging with anyone's content, uh, and analytics show that. So Nick, get mm. on that. Uh, he is also on Twitter. I think he has quite the following there. I'm not sure exactly how many people, but um mm -hmm. he's really really good at brand building like i don't know what how he does it but he's just everywhere you can't miss him like whatever social media you open it's just nick jordan is there uh, yeah. even instagram like he's constantly posting um yeah i yeah I, I i i honestly like never liked it uh nick actually made me like start posting on linkedin and facebook i was like i don't want to do that that's for losers mm -hmm. like no uh, now I actually love it. So it's all thanks to Nick. So yeah, um, he does yeah, have just a move, move that to Twitter, move that to Twitter. Um, yeah. your first like Twitter thread. I don't know if you, if you follow any of the Twitter tactics, but your first Twitter thread, if it's one of those, like, if you follow a certain formula, it'll, it'll like most likely pop off. And if I do see it in my timeline, uh, I'll, I'll give you a follow after this. And you know, your first Yay. big one, I'll definitely like send us some engagement and, uh, Hopefully it'll pop oh, off. So we, got, we gotta, we gotta get you, you up there. There's too many, uh, yeah, there's way too many toxic men on Twitter <laughs> in uh, SEO space. So we gotta, we gotta fix that for sure. Yeah, so um, I've heard. Thank so, you. Yeah, no worries. So how long have you, uh, you and Nick been working together? It's like years by now, right? Yeah, uh, we started uh, in 2019. So just before COVID and everything. Oh, okay. Um, so 2019 and then, uh, big part of 2020 we, while we were living together. Um, and yeah, then, uh, 2021 we made Workello. So how, how many years is that for? I think. Yeah. Yeah. Like and, that. uh, who's Boyan? Like where, where oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. Where, so, where, where did he uh, <laughs> jump into the equation? When did he jump in? He's. He's our mysterious uh, COO now. So you just recently got okay. a promotion. Uh, he is, Boyan is honestly, I think, one of the best SEO guys that I've ever seen. Uh, and he, I, I don't know, I think he's like a machine or something. He's just capable of working 24-7. It's actually crazy. Uh, Boyan and I actually used to work together in like 2016 when I was a writer. He was cool. my content manager. Uh, so didn't really like him a lot back then, but, uh, you know, he was super mean. Uh, but yeah, we just randomly connected on LinkedIn, uh, when Nick was telling me that I need to get some mentors and like, I need some people that know what they're talking about, just kind of get in on the conversation. And we actually spent, uh, like six months convincing him to come work with us. Uh, at the end he mm. did, and it was like the best thing that ever happened to us. Honestly, he took everything to the next level. So go give him a follow too. Like he's actually 
Amazing. Uh, he's writing all of our case studies about oh, wow. zero to 100K with this project, that project, oh, because he actually did everything like start to finish uh, for all of them. And yeah, he's our third co-founder. He's the COO of Content Distribution. Um, really, really great guy. So yeah, uh, people can oh. learn a lot from him, I would think. Yeah, yeah. Um, not sure. <laughs> and so three co-founders, that's, that's, that's quite a bit of co-founders. Do you guys have like, do you guys fight a lot? Do you guys like, do uh, like <laughs> passive aggressive texts over, um, you know, WhatsApp or whatever? I, I, I know how it gets. It's, uh, gets pretty yeah. heated sometimes. Yeah, it does. We, uh, to be honest, yes, we do. Uh, you know, especially because it's just three personalities and we're all different and we all kind of have our own talents and, um, I don't know, I guess once, uh, so for example, Nick and I clash quite a lot, oh, yeah? uh, oh. you know, we just see things differently <laughs> a lot of the time and we're both really emotional people. So things get heated very easily. So Boyan is kind of our rock and just saying like, guys, come on, stop fighting over stupid things Like, calm down. Uh, I think it's normal, you know, uh, like not, um, I don't think it's normal to be overly aggressive with your co-founders or like mean to one another, but I don't know. I think fighting in any relationship is normal and this type of relationship is just so weird and unnatural that no one knows what to do, uh, in that situation. So we just kind of spend time, I guess, reading, you know, a lot of articles and, watching YouTube videos from YC, just how mm -hmm. to do this. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I was at one point like thinking like, like we should just hire a therapist, man, to just come and, and just talk to us and help us get on the nice. same page. Nice. <laughs> we didn't do that in the end, but I still think it's a good idea for co-founders, especially, you know, especially if your talents are vastly different, like ours are. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you can't kind of think that this other person is going to 100% understand what you are going through and what you are working on if they are just not naturally good at that. Uh, so I think that's where the majority of the conflict comes from and communication. That's number one. Um, I don't know. Hmm. Like, as much as I like talking to people, I'm like very kind of an introverted person. And I often like I don't like giving updates on like what I'm working on. And that's obviously frustrating for my co-founders. Um, so that's like something that I, am uh, working on <laughs> definitely. And whoever is in a co-founder relationship, just make things as transparent as possible. And, uh, 90% of the problems will go away. I promise you. Yeah, most definitely. Um, ha have you and the co-founders ever spoke like what your ultimate goal for work hello is, is it just like a fat juicy exit or like, what's the vibe here? Are you gonna. I don't know, keep it cash flowing or keep expanding the product line or like the features into something huge. Uh, like where do you guys see it in five, you know, 10 years? Cause yeah. that's a uh, long time. I mean, the, it is. Yeah. And we're not getting any younger. So, mm -hmm. uh, you know, the end goal is definitely an exit. Uh, I don't think that we want to work on this forever. I mean, who knows? Maybe we do end up doing that but um you know we have a lot of like ideas and ambitions and we definitely want to you know try something else in like five to seven years i guess but 
until that happens, we just want to focus on developing the product and just getting, uh, because the market is there, right? It's like people use mm -hmm. ATSs and it is an established product type, I guess. So our goal is to just shift that conversation a little bit to this, like, hey, test your people first side, <laughs> which a lot of ATSs don't do. And uh, if they do, they're not really an ATS. So we are super, super hyper focused on, you know, Wait, what, what's an ATS? Market. Sorry. I'm like uh, it's, super oh, yeah. stupid. So yeah. No, no, sorry. I just uh, used to talking about it all the time. It's an applicant tracking system. So it's kind of like okay. um, your, I, I guess, Bamboo HR. Most people use that yeah. or Jazz HR. Um, it's just basically a place where, you know, your candidates come and you can review them there. But uh, most of them don't have a lot of these automations that I really think are necessary at this point in time. Uh, so yeah, we are definitely continuing, uh, you know, on product development. We have so many ideas and mm -hmm. just so many things that we want to build into it, like payments, for example, because that would be super easy for, you know, all of our customers if they could just click a button and just pay the invoices, uh, you know, PTO trackers, just an overall kind of like HR, HR product that yeah. is going to work. Yeah, that's going to work for small companies, but also, you know, medium to kind of bigger uh, businesses. Uh, but yeah, exit all the way, you know, 10 years time, I can wait that long. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, we do something else, probably in a completely different space, uh, probably not HR. We'll see. Yeah, it's a tough industry to be in. It's uh, at least it's super sticky. Um, what? Like, could you speak on, do how, can you speak on like how many paying customers you guys have? We don't have to speak on revenue, but like, can you speak on paying customers? Um, like the yeah. type of churn you guys see in your industry. I'm just like shooting in the dark. I don't even know these metrics, um, what they mean completely. Yeah. Uh, Cause I'm in a completely different industry, but, um, like, yeah. what kind of numbers are you guys seeing? Yeah. So at this point, I think we have around two a little bit over 200 paying customers, but we have thousands of users actually that are on our free, free plan. And we're kind of slowly trying to convert them, you know? Mm. Uh, I think um, the main issue with churn, for example, for us is the customers that we got early on, uh, a lot of them were just not ready for a product like this. Um, and I'm not trying to say that like this is something revolutionary and they're just not ready, but they're just small, you know, agencies and they don't need software like this. So that is our actually main reason for churning. Uh, we never had churns because people had problems with it or anything like that. So um, lately, you know, I would say since last year, we started getting a lot more selective with the type of customer that we're looking for. You know, in the beginning, you, you'll just take anything, <laughs> like just give yeah. me some money, please, so I can prove that this works. But uh, it really was the wrong move for us because we focused on, you know, really small SEOs, not even agencies, but just like one person shows um, that I just oh. don't think, you know, they were ready at the time. Uh, so now we're more focused on SaaS companies that are kind of in the beginning stages, I guess, of their HR process, figuring out, because mm -hmm. once you get on uh, an HR system, you don't yeah, you <laughs> for a very long time because it's just so annoying to do that and just transfer everything. Um, and yeah, things have been 
pretty good. Um, our churn with the newer customers is super, super low, but again, it was our mistake in the beginning. We didn't really have an ICP, like, uh, we just didn't have a good avatar, I guess, of the person that we mm. were looking for. We were more focused on sales. Uh, but gotcha. you know, you learn, um, as you go. And, <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, I got it. I got it. And, uh, what kind of like growth levers are you guys pulling right now? Well, besides sponsoring podcasts, which I've seen you guys do as well as newsletter sponsorships uh, with, um, other, uh, um, other brands, are you, are you being scrappy? Are you doing paid? Are you doing cold emails as well for like, cause you have, by now you have your, what is it? Ideal customer profile, right? You have something in your, yeah. in your mind, all three of the co-founders have decided like, this is the perfect customers. Are you going out and like reaching out to them as well? Or is it just, you know, yeah. mostly on the paid uh, side and organically growing? Actually zero paid, uh, well paid sponsorships. Yes. But we don't mm -hmm. do ads or anything like that. Uh, we recently, uh, well, Nick is actually kind of R and D the cold outreach process and it actually worked. We got our first customer from cold outreach. So that was really oh, exciting. Nice. Shout out to them. Uh, we do a lot of social posting. So LinkedIn, Facebook, Nick does Twitter. <laughs> I don't, but I should, mm -hmm. uh, we started a YouTube channel again. I think that's going to pick up now that we ha actually have an editor, so we can actually mm -hmm. do something with that. And then we do SEO. So we published a lot of articles and, uh, yeah, it's, you know, the conversions are starting to come in. Um, I think we're finally hitting that maturity point that, uh, we constantly tell our clients, just be patient. It's going to come. But when it's your thing, you're like, why is it, that's not working on day two. You know, it's very mm -hmm. frustrating, but it's starting to work. So SEO, I think will be our number one acquisition channel. Uh, at oh, least nice. that's the plan and yeah, it's getting there. I'm, I'm super excited to see how it goes, but otherwise, yeah, mostly social and yeah, these types of sponsorships. So, um, we'll see how things go in the future. Maybe we'll start running some ads on Facebook or um, yeah. other platforms, but for now think, we're really not focusing on that. Yeah. Um, I think your Workello might be the perfect brand for like cold outreach actually, now that I think about it. Cause it's sticky, it's HR software and you already have like an ideal customer profile, right? Do you, do you even have like a list of like yeah. 500 co companies that you would love to, you know, onboard? Yeah. <laughs> you guys have that internally? Uh yeah, yeah, yeah. Nick has a, a huge, huge list. I actually don't know how many uh, co companies are on there, but it's a big list. And, you know, he's kind of going through it and, uh, you know, just tweaking his messaging. Um, it's very easy to get lost in this. I mean, Nick is a very good writer. He's extremely mm -hmm. good at crafting emails. But I think it's just very, very easy to forget that, like, we're not talking to our community right now. We're actually talking to someone who has no idea who we are, who probably doesn't even care about SEO. And even if they do, they don't know as much as our community knows about it. So he's constantly working on, you know, tweaking his messaging and just making it more accessible to someone who may not necessarily be as proficient, I guess, in, in this world of like marketing and SEO, but they still need to hire those people. Um, so we'll see, uh, I'm actually super excited to see which version is the best one. I think we need a little bit more time. To oh, you mean like out. the outreach version, right? Like the outreach yeah, content, yeah, yeah. like copy. Yeah. 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 I, I actually saw that it was probably, 
personally, I, uh, this is only for the newsletter sponsorship. So we all actually do cold emailing and like LinkedIn outreach, so on and so forth. The shorter it is, the better for us. Um, but yeah, yeah. And, and then you always end the last sentence has to be like a question. And that's like by far the best. I think it was like a 40% uplift or something like that. It was crazy. It was crazy. All but right. You, you, you guys have to know. test obviously different, different industries. So yada, yada, yada. So yeah. you guys have to keep testing. Maybe he's listening. So maybe he's going to take some notes, but I'm sure, not, I'm so. sure, I'm sure he'll listen. <laughs> I'm, I, we're for, 48 minutes in. It's, uh, it's a, a lot for people to handle, but, uh, people yeah. typically, they, they, they last until the 20 something on average, people listen 20 minutes on podcasts. Isn't that crazy? Well, that's that's pretty like good. pretty long for like, uh, an hour. Yeah, that's podcast. actually pretty amazing. Yeah. yeah but, but, um, um yeah, wow, speaking okay. of which I want to be, uh, mindful of everyone's time. Uh, we typically do like, uh, 50 minutes. So we're under the hour mark. I think YouTube has been pushing our, uh, our podcast videos a bit more if it's under 60 minutes. So where can people find you? Um, Gordana, like where can people find you and follow yeah. like your progress progress in with work, work hello? Uh, yeah, so mostly I would recommend LinkedIn. Um, I can leave my links somewhere, I guess. Mm -hmm. Uh, but yeah, yeah find me on LinkedIn connect with me, please. I definitely want to follow more people. I need more diversity in my feed. Uh, so yeah, send me a, a request and, and we can be friends there. Uh, I guess I'm going to be on Twitter now. <laughs> so that's going to be yeah. exciting. So uh, link will and... be down below guys. Um, and yeah. give her a follow. Yeah. And uh, finally, uh, Facebook group, Fat Graph Content Ops. It's um, our community. It's, you know, pretty nice people. Uh, it's definitely not a tech toxic uh, SEO bro community. Everyone's actually very respectful. So join us there. We talk about content, SEO, marketing, hiring all the time. Uh, and mm -hmm. we would love to have you there. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm in that Facebook group as well. It's a good one. So uh, I'll, I'll, I'll link everything down below, guys. Uh, check it out. Thanks for your time today. Awesome. Yay. Thank you so much.